Welcome to Real Paranormal Activity, the network. Entertainment you'll enjoy. You are listening to an RPA production, where people gather. Ladies and gentlemen, RPA is proud to present Aaron's Horror Show with Aaron Frail. This is Jason Witter, author, illustrator of Tiniest Vampire and Monsters Eating Ice Cream, and you are listening to Aaron's Horror Show. listening to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We get to read fiction on the show and talk about some movies, books, you name it. If you like what I do here, please consider supporting the show at patreon.com forward slash Aaron Frail. You'll get some books and other cool stuff for your support. Go ahead and also reach out to me at Aaron's Horror Show at gmail.com, Aaron Horror Show on Twitter, or Aaron's Horror Show on Facebook. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Welcome to Aaron's Horror Show, and I'm your host, Aaron Frail. We got more Hayden's Mistake for you. And to recap, Hayden is trying to uh, build the trust among his squad, and uh, one of his squad members invites him for a, a midnight run, and they get into some very bad stuff. And Hayden tries to make a stand, uh, and then gets uh, paralyzed by his uh, squad mates. So let's go ahead and see what happens. Hayden woke up in a prison cell the next day. It was located in one of the temporary units in the mining camp. The cot was metal and hard. In the corner sat a disgusting toilet and a sink that had not been cleaned since the building was first dropped. He had been stripped of his armor and clothes. He had nothing on but an undershirt and a pair of boxers. Goose flesh appeared on his arms. He shivered and began to rub them. A familiar voice called out from the next cell over, Do not rub your arms. That will not keep you warm. It was the Negromodian who had saved him from the Krikshek beast. He was also stripped of everything but a loincloth. He squatted to be at eye level with Hayden. To be warm, Shaw began. You must keep the blood of life that flows through your veins stimulated. I believe your people call it exercise. Hayden did some push-ups and some squats. Shaw was right. The warmth returned to Hayden's body when his heart began pumping. After a quick workout routine, Hayden sat at the edge of his cot. I will not leave my village. It is the home of my ancestors and their ancestors. The Turistigue may take me from my home, but I will always find a way back. So you're the one who convinced them to stay. You have many people annoyed at the top. What is a nuisance for your people is the very essence of life for mine. Hayden didn't have a response. He couldn't argue with the man. In Hayden's view, humans had already ravaged their world, and now they were ravaging an entirely new one. 
He wondered how much the Necromodians of the cities knew about what was happening in the forest. The natives were getting compensated, but that was by human terms. In Hayden's entire time at the mining site, he never saw a Necromodian inspector or anyone checking in on the camp. I'm here to collect you, Tom Hawk said as he entered the barracks. Those were the most words in a row that Tomahawk had said to Hayden since they had arrived. They didn't sound friendly or hostile. They were neutral and dry. Tomahawk opened the cell and Hayden stepped out. Hayden wasn't worried about the upcoming encounter with Sarge. He was in the right and Spider was clearly acting out of line. The Negromodian villagers would attest to Hayden acting in the best manner. Since Spider's cronies had gotten the drop on him, they would have spun the story that made him look like the bad guy, but Hayden knew their lie wouldn't last long. He would insist on a thorough investigation. Spider's actions would be brought to justice. Tomahawk brought Hayden through the mining camp. It was business as usual. Workers were scurrying around with different tasks. Another squad of soldiers stared at Hayden from the distance. Had the news of the incident not spread, there would have been nothing unusual about Hayden and Tomahawk walking through the camp. People were looking at Hayden differently than any other soldier, and he sensed their discomfort. What had Spider said about Hayden? Hayden was ushered into another one of the portable buildings. Starge stood off to the side, and Spider off to the other. Colonel Daudry was sitting on a table with the other high-ranking officers. They were in some sort of conference room turned into a makeshift tribunal. There was something bigger going on than Hayden originally thought. He figured Sarge would scold him, send him on his way. After all, Hayden had done nothing wrong. However, this tribunal was staring him down. The smug grin on Spider, Hayden knew something else was happening. Sarge shoved a dress uniform in Hayden's hand. Put this on, Sarge barked. Okay, Hayden said as he scrambled to get ready. Why, what's going on? Your trial, Sarge said. I've been looking out for you since you got here, kid, but I can't protect you from this. Before he could say any more, Hayden was called to the front. The men were sitting on a raised platform, and they looked even more intimidating up close. The three officers were stern and stoic, despite the fact that everything had been assembled from the various furniture and equipment from around the camp, they had done a good job at making it look intimidating. Hayden saluted and stood at attention. The colonel made Hayden sweat it out while he looked over the reports on his pad before beginning the hearing. Hayden knew his higher-ups were doing nothing more than building an impending sense of dread. You're facing very serious charges, the colonel said after a while. I, I don't know what he told you, but it was Spider who raped... We know. Y you know? Spider's already been reprimanded for that, and he'll be transferred back to the city in a day or so. Reprimanded? Transferred? If that's what had happened on Earth, he would be behind bars. The Nigs are not citizens of the United Planets of Earth, so they don't have the same rights. That's, that's wrong, and you know it, sir. Don't give me any of that collective propaganda crap. The UPE has over 139 different species, including 35 home worlds of non-humans. There is something larger than one Nig woman. The Dekran can never stop flowing. The entire UPE relies on Dekran to keep the lights on. We are improving the life of UPE citizens everywhere. That's bullshit, sir. You are out of line, soldier. 
Sarge yelled. No, no, let him talk. I'm sporting, man. A kill's not worth it if there's no hunt. The colonel waved Sarge away. Hayden took a deep breath. Whose life are we improving? Maybe I saved a little on my energy costs, but I still can't afford anything more than a box disguised as an apartment. Meanwhile, there are people back on Earth with private forests. We're here to make a few filthy people rich, and that's the simple truth of it, sir. If it's just about the Decran, there are tons of gas giants in uninhabited systems. We are here because it's cheaper to pull it from the surface of a planet than the core of a gas giant. If we're going to value profits over the life of others, then what have we left of our humanity? What's left of our humanity is that there are over 300 worlds that rely on the important work we do. Nigs couldn't even climb down from their precious trees to see the gift their planet has bestowed upon them. Nigs don't deserve half of what we give them. Can't you see? They just want to be left alone. I have no sympathy for you and your beloved Nigs, but I do respect the law. And you have violated the law. The Nigs saw you stand up to Spider, and have now gotten it in their head that they can stand up to us too. They are in a state of civil disobedience at their village, and that was started by you. Hayden didn't say anything. He was glad that the people of the village were not accepting the bully tactics. Hayden had enough of being bullied and being the bully himself. If that meant he would be discharged in shame, Hayden was prepared to deal with the consequences of standing up for what he believed in. I'm going to give you another chance, the colonel said. Hayden expected the worst. This shift wasn't what he expected. Sir, if the nigs respect your authority, then it seems you have the chance to convince them to go to their new village. If we have nig inspectors from tech coming tomorrow, and we need them gone, you may not understand how society works. That could be because you're young and rash. You have a chance right now to prove that you are a soldier and a loyal citizen of the UPE. I'm going to send you out on one last mission. If you prove yourself, then maybe we'll forget this ever happened. Sir! Spider cried out. He had been silent before, drinking in every moment of Hayden's fall. You stop right there, soldier. This is not about revenge. This is about honor. Hayden has a chance to maintain his honor and respect his fellow soldiers, which includes you, am I clear? Crystal. Silence filled the room, all eyes toward Hayden. He wasn't sure what he wanted to do. Part of him applauded the Negromodians for the courage to do what he could not. The other part of him thought that even though he disagreed with what was happening on the planet, the problem was too big for just one village in one small part of the planet. The machines would descend from the heavens and pillage the land regardless of what Hayden did today. How could one disgraced soldier stand up to the injustice of an entire society? That's when Hayden formed a plan. His path was clear. Before, he felt that he was wandering through life, going wherever the current would take him. Now he understood his purpose. He would have the ability to do something meaningful. Despite the overwhelming odds and the likelihood that it would end in failure, he decided to take his first real risk in life. Hayden turned to the colonel and said, No, sir, I will not. We've been stealing the land and terrorizing these people long enough. It's time to take a stand for what is right. You think about what you're saying. I am, sir. Get out of Negromoto. It is the finding of this tribunal that you are guilty of misconduct and insubordination in addition to inciting a civil disobedience.
that led to delays in production of the Decran. You are hereby discharged and stripped of your rank and all rights and privileges it provides. Furthermore, you will spend the rest of your enlistment term doing hard labor at the gas giant of Durangoria. You want your gas giant mine and you've got it dismissed. It's better than participating in the murder of both a civilization and a planet. I said dismissed! Sarge dragged Hayden away from the tribunal, but Hayden kept yelling, how many women will you rape? What if this was your daughter? Sarge finally got Hayden from the temporary building and threw him into the ground. Hayden ate a mouthful of dust. The ground in the camp was dry, where it had once been a lush forest before the humans arrived. Even if all the Negromodians politely moved to new villages set up for them, it was only a matter of time before the forest that sustained their life would be extinct. The planet was facing an ecological disaster. Soon, it wouldn't matter where the Negromodians lived, they wouldn't have a planet left. It would be like Earth, where most of the natural world died off years ago and what was left would be maintained by humans. The Negromodians would never be free of the humans. Sarge leaned down and stuck his head in Hayden's face. There are better ways to go about getting what you want. Without another word, Sarge picked up Hayden off the ground and cuffed him with energy cuffs. Sarge led Hayden back through the camp to the prison unit. Sarge had been kind enough to leave the clothes they had given him for the tribunal on his back. This time the people in the camp were staring. It wasn't just an uncomfortable rubbernecking, but a full-on gawking at the prisoner. It was rare that one of their own was led to prison. Nig lover! One of the workers called out. The others followed suit and began chanting and calling names at Hayden. Sarge double-timed it back to the prison before the people decided it was time to take justice in their own hands. Once back at the cell, Sarge removed the cuffs and tossed Hayden back in. Shaw was right where Hayden had left him. He was meditating in his cell and didn't bother to look up at the commotion. Sarge stared at Hayden from the other side of the bars. You know, I've done four tours on Nigromoto, Sarge said. Yeah? In all my tours, I've seen plenty to know what happens on this planet. But I've also seen plenty of men like you. But not one of them had the balls to stand up to Colonel Daudry. Hayden didn't know what to say. He wasn't doing anything special. He just stood up for what was right. Now, a long, hard life of mining gas giants awaited. Even though gas giant mining was dangerous, at least there were no innocent native problems who had just happened to be born on the wrong planet. Hayden would rather serve his sentence than take part in the impression and the eventual extinction of an alien culture. It's time like these when a person's true nature is revealed, Sarge said and left Hayden in the prison. Before Hayden could say anything back to Sarge, he noticed Sarge had left something behind. It was an electronic key for his prison cell. Had Sarge dropped the key, he would never be so sloppy. Sarge had left it for him. Hayden reached out for the key and pulled it into the cell. He hit the button. The lock popped and the gate slid open. Shaw was watching Hayden now. Hayden stepped out of the cell and looked at the elder. He hit another button on the keypad and Shaw's door opened. Thank you, my brother, Shaw said. Consider us even, Hayden said. Now, keep your voice down. Hayden walked over to the door of the prison and listened. He could hear Sarge talking with the colonel outside. The man deserves one last meal, Sarge said. We can't let any of this get out. You know the goddamn media back home. If they heard any of this, there would be hype and investigations. All that means more delays. Don't let one nig woman ruin for the whole operation. 
But sir, if you kill Hayden now, some of the workers might question. Wow, I can speak to our own. I can't speak for any of them. It's best you come back at night. Take him in the woods, kill him there. I like the way you think, Colonel Daudry said. You ever think about going to officer school, becoming a lieutenant? Hayden's face drained of color. He backed away from the door. If they're going to kill Hayden, then there must be something bigger going on than he knew. Everything he had witnessed was unfortunate, but if the media got involved, they would throw Spider to the wolves and blame one bad soldier. There was something more that he hadn't seen yet that they were trying to protect. It wasn't the villages. The new homes for the native people have been approved by not only the human government, but the Negromodian governing body as well. The displacement of the natives was legal, even if it was morally questionable. What was happening that the colonel was hiding? Hayden had to figure it out, but first he needed to figure out a way out of this room. Hayden signaled to Shaw to go back to the other side of the prison. There was a bathroom for the guard that was enclosed. They shuffled into the bathroom where there was a window to the outside. A feature that had been installed to air out the room was now their means of escape. Hayden listened at the window for a moment, then poked his head out. There was no one on the other side of the building. They scrambled out the window and ran for a pile of equipment. Hayden peered over the edge and saw that life was normal for the camp. The colonel and Sarge were no longer at the entrance to the prison building. The other people were too busy to have noticed them. Hayden needed some power armor. He could walk around the camp with armor unnoticed, but not without risk. If someone decided to check his bio-signs or credentials, you'd be discovered. Hayden turned to Shaw and said, Go back to your village. I need to investigate here. Stay low until you get to the woods. There is a rubble pile over there. It extends all the way to the forest. That should hide you. Good luck, Tatuku, Shaw said, which wasn't translated by the translator. Much later, when Hayden looked up the word, he found out it meant friend of the people. All right, that's all we have for tonight. Thank you for listening, and uh, we will talk to you later.